Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Well, hey there, Sober Ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Confident Sober Women podcast. I love being with all my ladies who know that sobriety is only the beginning. We do all this work to get sober and that initial phase of recovery, and then so much starts to happen, right? When we get sober and we start doing the work, of course we feel better. I know I did. I started to feel better really quickly because that's what happens when we stop loading ourselves up with alcohol and drugs and start following directions. But as most of you probably know, if you've been around here for a little while, after that initial stage of early recovery, there tends to be a ton of stuff that starts to happen. And I know for me, the most glaring thing that was still happening was my negative thinking patterns. And I kind of tout myself as the queen of negative thinking patterns. I really, really had to dive into that. Even after a few years of sobriety, I was still struggling with negative beliefs about myself. I was talking to myself in such a negative way. And I didn't understand that that wasn't really normal, I guess. And I certainly didn't know how to fix it. So today, I really want to spend time with you and kind of giving you five ways to deal with those negative thinking patterns in the um, quickest way possible. All of this information can be found inside of the Confident Sober Women Facebook group in the guides section. There is a video for each day of the challenge that's in there. And there's also a handout that you can use to help work through each of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So go on over there. If you're not a member yet, come on over and join. It's free and private. And in that guide section, there's a couple different challenges actually that you might find very useful, but this negative thinking one is pretty popular. So the first thing I really want to highlight is uh, the reasons for negative thinking. So there's a variety of reasons why negative thinking happens. And um, each of us is very different and we all have kind of different experiences, but the three main reasons why negative thinking patterns occur or thoughts occur are fear of the future, worrying about the present and regrets from the past. Now I dive deeper into each one of those again in that challenge, which I would refer you to over in the Facebook group, but just in a nutshell, you know, many of us have a lot of fears about the future. You know, people have been trying to predict the future for years. We tend to want to control things. And when the reality is, is most of life is truly out of our control. And then there's situational things that are happening right now in the present. You might be worried about, you know, a sick child or being out of work or, you know, a health concern. I mean, there's lots of things that we kind of worry about on a very, very regular daily basis. And then of course we all have regrets from our past or most of us do, right? Um, We might've made decisions or made mistakes along the way that we're just not really proud of and trying to figure out how do we navigate that and um, begin to reframe those in the most positive way possible. The second thing is to understand the types of negative thinking patterns. Now, there are a lot of different types, but I highlighted my top five kind of common ones. And again, they're in that 
that challenge in the Facebook group, you can dive deeper and use the workbook to help kind of map out what yours actually are. So the first one is all or nothing thinking. That's that black or white kind of thinking where everything either is or it isn't. There's not a lot of gray. Uh, Overgeneralization is when we have something that happens maybe like one time and then we make it everything else is going to be that thing. You make a mistake one time, maybe professionally, and you know, you're always going to be a failure. You're always going to make that same mistake um, in your job or with your family. Catastrophizing is pretty common. I see this a lot with people who struggle a lot with anxiety. It's really when everything is a disaster, right? There's a ton of what ifs, like what if this happens or what if this doesn't happen or I do this uh, really. And it's kind of following down a line of thinking that gets to being the worst case scenario, but all the time, which is pretty exhausting, right? And often very untrue. The fourth one is should statements. Now, I think many of us have struggled with this in a lot of ways. You've probably seen those funny memes that say don't should all over yourself. But that's basically um, when we're constantly looking for other things that we you know, should be doing, right? For example, I, you know, I shouldn't be taking a nap right now. I should be doing the laundry. I, I can't um, go out with my friend for uh, a dinner date because I need to be home or I should be home putting the kids to bed. You know, it's kind of this um, almost a perfectionistic type of thing and also pretty common in relation to our family of origin or whoever was raising us. Uh, we can sort of adopt some of those habits and make them our own. So should statements are a big one. And the last one I like to highlight is personalization, where everything is just so personal. It's all about you. Um, and it's always about you. Somebody's always, you know, not thinking uh, when they maybe but they don't include you, they, then you're constantly thinking like, oh, it's about me. They don't like me or, oh, uh, maybe it's because I don't drink or, you know, I, I don't like their views or something. I mean, so it's always you're always turning things um, to be about you and, and your um, qualities. Uh, the next area, the third thing is identifying your negative thoughts. So your specific negative thoughts, what are they? Uh, really diving in deep. I call this a thought inventory. So we're beginning to take that next step of knowing most of us probably know what ours are. And many of us have patterns with this. So uh, it might be like, I'm not good enough, or I'm a failure, or, um, you know, I always make mistakes, or I can never do anything right, or, you know, I'm a bad mom. Um, it, it can go on and on ad finitum, right? So just really starting to identify what what yours are. And then I dive really deep into this one in the in the challenge, which again, you can find in the Facebook group, which starts to look at, you know, what was happening right before the event, what happened with you and your thoughts during the event, what happens with your body, where can you feel it? What is the physical response you're having to that triggering situation? And then um, uh, whether or not these thoughts are either real or or imagined. I use the words rational or irrational, true or false. So taking that deep dive into an inventory is a critical part of eliminating your negative thinking patterns. And again, uh, and this is work we do in uh, the Sober Freedom Transformation. If you want to dive in and do more one-on-one uh, -on -one work with that, you can certainly reach out. Uh, that is the work I do with, with my clients on a regular basis, because this is such a prevalent topic. Uh, the last thing or the fourth thing is, is taking that inventory truly. Now you have your negative thinking patterns, like you know what yours specifically are. The next thing is to evaluate each one of them. Look at each one of them that you've written down and assess whether it is rational or irrational. Is it true or false? And then we have to begin to 
do uh, assessment with each one of those to know if it is true, what do we do about that? If it's not true, what do we do about those? And uh, again, it's, it's going to be your own personal journey and something that we dive into in the work together because a lot of our irrational thinking patterns are just that they're just not true. And most times we're not really thinking that way or nobody's really pointed it out to us. So we've never even really challenged our thoughts in that way. So they just keep coming, they keep rolling and keep kind of keep us in that negative spiral. And the last way to eliminate these negative thinking patterns is to begin to focus on your own personal strengths and also on positive people. So we want to begin to identify our own strengths, which can be very challenging for some of us, particularly if we're in the sort of baby stages of emotional sobriety work, when we're maybe not feeling completely secure, we don't have a lot of confidence, and um, maybe it's difficult for us to come up with things that we're good at. I really want you to dig in. I want you to challenge yourself and ask things like, what do other people say about you? What do other people say that you're good at? What have been some of your achievements? Um, what have you accomplished in your life? And I don't want to hear anyone say nothing, because if you've lived as long as I have, or even close to it, you've achieved some things, right? Maybe you graduated high school. Maybe you had a baby. If you had a baby or multiple babies, you grew an entire other human being inside your body and then delivered that baby to the world to grow up into a human adult, which is a pretty big accomplishment in my opinion. If you did that multiple times and you're a complete rock star. Um, so check in with that. You know, maybe you've had some accomplishments at work and it doesn't have to be big glaring things like you've received a medal for something or you uh, have some highest honor. These are just minor things, you know, like I've 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 got a little promotion or I secured a job in, in the first place. I went to college. I, I set forth on a, on a health goal and then I followed through with it. I mean, these are all the kind of achievements that lead to identification of our strengths. So I would really encourage you to dig deep when you start to say that like, I don't have any strengths or I didn't achieve anything. That's just simply not true. So I'm here to say, I want to make sure that you are challenging yourself on that and digging in a little bit deeper. This work is so important for taking your life from kind of here to here in sobriety, that next level, really doing that identi identity work around who am I now? What do I want for my life now or for the future? And then putting into place the steps that you're going to use to get to those things. It's really tough to get to a kind of an end goal if one, you don't even know what that end goal is. And then if you have no kind of measure or technique for getting the steps in place to get to that end goal. So that is uh, why we do this work, right? That is why this is so important because when women are saying to me things like, you know, I'm sober now, I did the initial work of early sobriety and now I'm kind of like, what do I do now? Like, who, what do I even like? You know, what do I want for my future? These are the kinds of things I hear because they're starting to wake up. You know, they're starting to begin to um, open up to the possibilities where when we were in active addiction, there were no possibilities. You know, we couldn't see the future. We could barely even see sort of to the next day. So <clears throat> If this is where you are, that's exactly where I love to meet women. I would love to meet you on your journey and kind of take you to the next level if that's what you're looking for and help you identify these things, you know, help you to begin to see what it is that you want, who are you and uh, where are you going from here and eliminating negative thinking patterns is just one of those steps in the process. So I hope this was helpful and um, I really look forward to seeing you on the next uh, podcast episode. And if you have any questions or comments, come on over to the Facebook group. It's called Confidence Over Women. I will be there to answer them anytime. And if you like what you're hearing here, please make sure you leave a rating and review on the podcast. It's super helpful for letting other people know where we are. Uh, have a fantastic day. And I'll
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.